Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. And we've got uh, we, we've got two former Vikings offensive coordinators that have found new work as offensive coordinators today, according to the NFL News Cycle. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Rami Makhlov is uh, new to the room here. And hello. Adding layers with his hair and his stories about being mistaken <laughs> for billionaires. Say <laughs> Not that one, though. <laughs> uh, score north on 1,500. So, Judd, uh, fill us in here on the two former Vikings offensive coordinators who have found work coordinating other offenses now. Daryl Bevel, who was fired by the Seahawks a couple years ago, and as far as I know, was out of the uh, National Football League this past season, was just, I guess, hired by uh, the Detroit Lions as their OC. So he's going to join... Uh, Mr. Sunshine, Matt Patricia in Detroit, a guy I respect a lot. I think he's really good. Uh, and then uh, does J- he have good posture? Uh, he's yeah, he's got he's got great posture. He's good, and All in right. fact, thinks everyone sh- should have as good a posture as he does. He doesn't need to show up for meetings on time. but no, the I, posture no. is good. No, no, yeah. he's he's outstanding. Mm-hmm. And then uh, John D. Filippo is back already. Not as a head coach because we all thought last year, oh my gosh, it's going to be one and done, and he's going to get a head coaching job. But he has been hired by wait for it. The Jacksonville Jaguars as their offensive coordinator to Boy. Doug Marone. So if you thought it couldn't get worse than than Zim, it just did. Doug Marone's his boss, and as far as we know right now, Blake Bortles is his quarterback. So John, good luck. Boy. Okay, if you guys had a chance, and now maybe there's some information John DiFilippo knows that we don't. But as of right now, Blake Bortles is your quarterback, and you're you're going to war with Blake Bortles in the in the AFC, right? So if you'd already been fired as an offensive coordinator one time, and this might be if, if you get fired again, are you really in a short span? Are you going to get a third crack at it in that time period? He's young enough to where maybe he comes back in five or ten years he's or something. 40. But yeah, so like when he's fifty, he could get another crack at it if he does more quarterback work. But is that would you be hesitant if the Jaguars said, "Hey, we know things ended bad in Minnesota. <laughs> we want you to come over here and bring Blake Bortles to life as an NFL quarterback." There are so few of those jobs, I think, that unless there are multiple teams after you, if you get a chance at one of those jobs, you take it. You take that paycheck as long as you can get that paycheck. I don't don't think you're necessarily in any position to turn it down. That's the peak. That's the mountaintop is a job in the NFL, right? Can you turn it down unless you have other people after you? I would have gone back to my bosses in Philadelphia and said, do you have anything? I'll sweep floors for a year. (laughs) I think this Jacksonville thing could be a death sentence. 
Well, a, a death sentence in, in terms of his momentum to become a head coach. Absolutely, yeah. Point. But if if he was fifty, I would say, oh man, man, you don't have time to recover from this. So he, so I would, I would take it, but it wouldn't be like insta accept. I'd want to know some things. Okay, how attached to Blake Bortles are you? <laughs> what are some other Plan B options out there? Is there? Is there anything we can do in week four when inevitably he has eleven interceptions? <laughs> and it's Doug Marone's staff. I, I think if I'm if I had been flip, I would have looked for a job as a position coach. I, I would prefer to take a little bit less right now, become a position coach at a team I like than OC in, in Jacksonville, where if you're bad in 2018, everyone's gone. And at that point in time, I think people say, forget about it. Yeah. And now you got to wait three, four, four years to possibly get another crack at that job. Yeah. Can you guys name? I was just thinking about this with Daryl Bevel. Daryl Bevel is a he's a good football coach, and he did a good job with Russell Wilson in Seattle and John D. Filippo fired after a few weeks in Minnesota. Can you name in the last thirty years, let's say, so since since like nineteen ninety, can you name a coach that hasn't gotten fired? A coach that rose to coordinator or head coach level. Because Bill Belichick got fired. Since Left when? on his own accord? Just, just retired or... Like hasn't been fired at some point. When, once oh, once oh, they okay. reach coordinator or head coach level. Since since 90? Yeah. Whew, right now I can like name... Like Bill Parcells? Didn't Bill Parcells get fired at some point? He got fired from... He got fired no, from, I think he resigned, right? Yeah, I think he walked away from every job that he okay. ever had. The, the guy going right now with the incredible string to me is Tomlin. But he... Did, did he get fired from Jacksonville? Mike Tomlin? Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I was... I, Tom Coughlin jumped into oh, my head for some reason. No, he did, yeah. But Tomlin... So Tomlin went, hasn't, because he wasn't Tomlin fired as a coordinator. Position coach Tampa... Got blocked from uh, talking to teams about becoming their defensive coordinator. A contract expired. Took the job here in 2006 as Childress's DC. One year here, Pittsburgh, never fired. So, so, so Mike Tomlin, I don't Bill Parcells. Fired. Until recently, you could have said Mike McCarthy, but that run is over. Yeah. And he might I mean, have been fired as a position coach. Possibly. Because he went Saints to San Francisco at some point in time, and I don't know, he might have been fired. It's a pretty amazing yeah. uh, short list of coaches, and it says a lot about the NFL and how quick teams and owners and GMs are and head coaches to just like, well, we need to fix something, and we have we can't fix the fifty three guys on the roster, so let's fire Joe Blow. Wide and they know coach. they'll t- coaches will tell you. I've heard coaches say this before: you're hired to be fired. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of when. Correct. Every and almost across professional sports, you're hired to be fired. They're, there's we don't know the timeline. The the more successful you are, the longer you'll be there, the more chance you'll get. But I mean, you just pointed it out. We just went over the last thirty years and we can't come up with more than well, two or three names. In pro sports. Phil Jackson, right? Because mm-hmm. he quit jobs, but I don't think I don't think he, he was uh, the fired Knicks. from jobs. I don't th- okay. Um Jerry Sloan in Utah, who was there forever. Yeah, Popovich. Popovich. Yeah. Basketball, there might be a few more, but yeah. well, here's football's an, incredibly hard. Here's another example. So uh, remind me of the Vikings wide receiver coach's name that contract expired, technically. So George Edwards? No. no Ed, uh, George Stewart? No. Uh, uh, like t- this week, wasn't their, their wide receivers coach? Didn't the Vikings just have a wide receiver coach contract expire? <laughs> don't Look at the room. I'm fairly certain I that happened today. Today? And maybe I'm out of my mind. Daryl Hazel's contract Hazel, expired? Daryl Hazel. 
Oh, Google Daryl Hazel. I was quick. unaware. Let's do this on the air right now. Okay. Google Daryl Hazel. I'm okay. in the process. What pops up right now? Uh, Daryl Hazel will not return as Vikings wide receivers coach. Okay. So his contract expired and he will not return in 2019. So not not worthy of like doing a whole show on. But here's my point. Laquan Treadwell sucks. We don't need a breaking okay. news sounder for that. No, <laughs> it's breaking news for Rami and I, and we've been sitting around all day. <laughs> so, so, so they base what I what I read here is, all right. Well, we need we need more out of Laquan Treadwell, and instead of just like firing Laquan Treadwell because it doesn't make sense financially, right. Darryl Darryl let's Hazel's just try to get a new go. new guy in the room to yeah. you know make something better of Laquan Treadwell. So that's 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 the NFL right there. And that does he not get any credit for Adam Thielen's first eight games no, none. at all? None. none. He none. just gets debit. He gets the debit because Laquan Treadwell sucks. I mean, apparently. everybody everybody thought Adam Thielen would be great, right? It's not like. Did you, like, did you know he's from Minnesota? Really? Sure no, I had not heard he that. He was never drafted. Yeah, really? it's a great story. I haven't heard his talk story. About sometime. I've never heard his story yeah, at all. He was a Randy Moss fan growing up, too. Really? Did he wear his jersey as a kid? Wow, well, how'd you guess? I can't believe I didn't know this about Daryl Hazel. I'm so upset. But like Usually when I bring up something Vikings related and Judd's like, I don't think that happened. I'm like, oh, it probably didn't happen then. But no, I was totally wrong. Uh, six five one six four six. Do you need a moment, Joe? I'm very upset. <laughs> I usually know these things. Joe in Plymouth, you're on with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Uh, you guys are having a, too much fun, I think, for uh, five o'clock in the afternoon. But that's that's fun. That's, Hail, yeah, we're trying. We're trying. We're going to try and rein that in here at some point. Hail score north, huh? Yes, sir. We're pumped about it. We're pumped about it. I like it. I, I, I went to the the old page on online, and I was like, "What the heck's happening?" Keep loading this wrong page, but uh, I, I figured it out. Hey, uh, going back to that Di Filippo conversation real quick, it's interesting. So, why did he not work out here? You remember that reason? Didn't run the ball enough for Mike Zimmer's liking. Didn't run the ball. Now he's going to Jacksonville. Where who's the VP at Jacksonville? You just mentioned his Tom name. Coughlin. Tom Coughlin. Yep, I know where you're going. And what does Tom Coughlin build his legacy on, and especially with the Giants? What do they do first and foremost? Running the football. Meat and potatoes football. Well, and I know they got Fournette there, which they may or may not even be keeping after this year, it sounds like. I don't I feel I don't know what Flip's doing here, but I that seems like a match that's not gonna work in my opinion. I don't know, Joe. When I look at the when I look at the Jaguars, I think what solves their problems offensively is fifty attempts by Blake Bortles every single For week. Sure. <laughs> yep. He'll be fired yeah. after week one. Ground balls to the uh, slot receiver. That'll work really well. Exactly, yeah. Joe, hey, thanks for checking us out, and uh, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for calling. Take it easy. Right, yeah. The numbers, if you ever want to chime in on this show, are 651-646-8255 in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, poor, poor guy got fired today. I didn't even know about it, and now he's being <laughs> well, blamed for the whole And now he's being blamed for the whole yeah, thing. He wasn't fired, Judd. He's being, his, his contract expired. You know, that's the biggest bunch of BS, too. <laughs> you weren't fired. You're con- no, if you're not retained, you're pretty much fired. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you didn't, uh, unless you went to Zim and said, I ain't coming back. I'm sick of this place, but I'm sure yeah. he didn't. Hey, we uh, we posed a question earlier today on Touch Em All in the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, Rami and I, we had Derek Wetmore on the phone. You can find that at scorenorth.com and anywhere you would uh, find or subscribe to podcasts. You can just search Score North uh, uh, on Apple or, or just even go to Google. Score North Twins, Score North Vikings, Score North uh, uh, Wolves, and we have all kinds of shows for you. But we posed the question, and this is based on a, uh, a column by is it David Schoenfeld, yes. Rami, right? Yeah, ESPN.com. ESPN guy. And it probably falls into the category of... 
For sure. But he said he thinks the Rockies should trade John Gray, who is a former third overall pick. Decent starting pitcher. He's 26 years old with a ton of upside, but hasn't quite figured it all out yet. Right. But the Rockies should trade John Gray for Byron Buxton. So we turned the question around and said, would you trade Byron Buxton for a promising young pitcher who's already in the major leagues, but maybe hasn't quite blossomed yet? Two guys who have not lived up to expectations and potential after being high draft picks. No, I would not. I would not. I got to give Buxton one more shot. If there's so much talent there, and and I know we've seen the futility at the plate a lot now, and, and we have certainly seen spurts where he does look good, uh, but no, I can't be the guy sitting there in five years saying, oh my God, I shouldn't have done this. So no, I would... I'm going to ride this out with him. If somebody comes to me about Miguel, I probably do it. I probably do it because I don't know that that the commitment is ever going to consistently be there. Uh, But with Byron, I think I say no way. Yeah, we we came to that conclusion too, and and it's it's really hard to justify a guy in Byron Buxton who has a chance. Still, I know that it's not a great chance, but if he fulfills even eighty percent of his upside. He's an all-star on a regular basis. He's the best defensive outfielder in the game. And even if he can just hit 250 and get on base a little bit, he's an extremely impactful offensive player. If you think that you can even get 75 or 80% of that at some point, trading him at his absolute lowest would be a huge mistake. Are Twins fans already at a point where they, they don't believe that Buxton will, will reach that potential? Are, are, we already, are we already throwing around the word bust for a guy who's oh, yeah. been in the big leagues for two years and one of those years was actually pretty good for a rookie? Byron Buston would be the thing that's getting thrown around. <laughs> and the answer yeah, to your question Buston. is yes. Really? Yep. Progress isn't linear, folks. Progress is not linear. Guys take steps back as they're trying to figure out Major League Baseball. And, and patience in 2019 is nil. Right. Yeah. That's the problem. The other, another example of a guy that the Twins just decided, yeah, we're not feeling this anymore. We've we've put a couple, two, three years into this, and we're just not, it's not doing it for us, is Aaron Hicks. And yep. Aaron Hicks, now he plays in a much more hitter-friendly ballpark. and uh, But Aaron Hicks has been a monster at times when he's been healthy with the Yankees the last couple of years. Do you want to see Byron Buxton go to Coors Field? This is all a hypothetical trade, but go to Coors Field, and when he's 27 through 32 years old, he's running around stealing 40 bases, and he's in 20 home 25, runs. 30 dingers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I would hate to yeah, see that. I would not do that. And another reason that I wouldn't do it, let's say both those guys reach their full potential. Let's say Gray and Buxton reach their full potential. Yep. And Judd, I don't know if you're with me on this. I've come, I've, I've completely changed my perspective on roster building and where I place importance. If, if I'm building a team from the ground up, which the Twins essentially are here, it started a couple of years ago with, with the new regime coming in. I, I, I place more of a, a, a premium on position players and everyday players and spend the bulk of my money and resources in terms of draft picks or if I'm making trades yeah. in my everyday players. And then if I have to put together a pitching staff the way that the Brewers did or the way that the Indians did a couple of years ago when they went to the World Series where you had one or two good starters, you sort of filled out the rest of the rotation, but then you got some really good arms down in your bullpen who can give you four or five good innings on any given day. I, I think that's probably the way to go in, in modern baseball. Do you agree? Yes. Yes, because because 
the the way that, that you now construct a roster and pitching, I think unless you've got what you consider to be a lights out Kershaw type ace, I'm trying to build that there. But if I can get a guy like Buxton too, and keep in mind too, if this guy can hit at all, the outfield he's already fantastic. So I've got a guy there who's going to help my pitching staff on a daily basis because his defense is so good. So yes, in this case, the Sano factor I consider long and hard because I think Sano could be engaged for like a year and then drift away again, and then so if I can trade him, I probably do. But Buxton wants it. It's not like it's not a question of I don't think he's trying. No, he's trying. If Byron Buxton can put things together and become a decent player, he's going to be very, very good. Yeah, it's the uh, the the the, what Rami's bringing up though about building your offense and building your core and building it offensively, and then figuring out pitching as you go forward. I know we got some responses during during the show in the one o'clock hour, and people saying no, that's that's the look at how hard it's been for the Twins to find pitching and to develop pitching. But I think I think it depends on. If you allocate free agent budget, whatever you have with your budget, whatever market you're in, if you allocate that budget to pitching, Theo Epstein in Boston and in Chicago with the Cubs has been terrible at developing pitching. And yeah. so he develops position players and hitters and then goes and gets John Lester, goes and gets the free agents, the Kurt Schilling back in the right. early 2000s, right? right? Yeah. Now, the Twins aren't going to have enough money to go get those guys all the time. But they could allocate resources to bullpen and to and to number three starter but they've got to have that lineup. Actually, this lineup, we run through the best case offensive scenarios for all of these. Like, go back the last two or three years and see what the best offensive output is for all the guys in their lineup. Yep. All of them, except for basically Jason Castro and Max Kepler, have 30 home run seasons under their belts the last three years. So the Twins are the Twins have a chance to score a Rami's bunch of runs. right. They're coming around. I'm telling you. I, I'm looking, looking. You're in a room with two guys who are very much bullish on the Twins this season. 84 so you can is fight the, us if you want. 84 no, is the over-under. 84 is the over-under, Judd. What do you got? Over or under? On wins. Give me some time to think about it. <laughs> it I can't go there yet. Under in his I head. can't go there. <laughs> Should we write that down I just down can't go Friday? there yet. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's Mackie and Judd with Rami in the uh, TCL Broadcast Studios. Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Let's take a look at the traffic around the Twin Cities quick. 94 eastbound, there's a crash between 61 and Mounds Boulevard in St. Paul. There's a crash 94 westbound near Robbinsdale between Lowry Avenue and Dowling Avenue North. And a stalled vehicle on 394 westbound between Penn and Lake Street. Kents? Trying to remember how this, what we're about to do came up. And it was from a, a group text with all of us yeah, last night, right? Yeah, you texted, you were watching a show, and I'm like, we gotta do this. Well, let me go through the text thread here. (laughs) So Jonathan, uh, let's see, uh, Jonathan was asking us about guests for today, and we're like, we don't need no stinking guests. (laughs) We don't need no stinking badgers. (laughs) And then Judd said, uh, this, and then Judd just jumps in and says, this performance, (laughs) (laughs) this performance by the wild is an indictment of this squad. I'm more pissed than I was earlier. Yeah. I basically brought it to the air today, so I've already... Had my piece out on it, and I said I'm watching Surviving R. Kelly on mm-hmm. Lifetime. Yeah. Can I tell you something? I forgot. Don't at me. I forgot this whole text exchange happened. I was. I was. You didn't respond to it. I was drinking. Dozing, no, I was just in and out, dozing off on the couch. Uh-huh, I pick sure, up whatever. my phone every time it buzzed, and I forgot. I forgot all about Judd's outrage over the Wild and that their never piss poor performance last night. That Thank never you. goes away, does it, Judd? Oh no, no, no! It just gets worse. So we figured 
then you guys go ahead. Team me up for this because I'm ready right. to rock. So we got a list from Phil about 10 shows that he watches that aren't <laughs> sports related. <laughs> Listen, so he sent it to I've us. I've got thick skin. I'm coming in with armor. I'm coming in like... Like when 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 Madison, Wisconsin during Halloween used to get tear gas treatment. <laughs> I'm prepared there. for it. I've been there for that. All right. So we tweeted oh. this list out so the listeners can get involved on this as well. Uh, it's at Score North on Twitter. So Mackie or so Judd, Rami, and I we we all took this list and ranked it, and I compiled the numbers. So it was like the BCS it. of bad TV. Do you we, want me to give my ranking of the list first, or does it, or how do you want to do this? Uh. Yeah, you give your ranking first. Basically, what we did is we ranked it one through ten. One was the most acceptable. Ten was the least acceptable. Okay, and I not, scored not, it basically opposite. Then you should then you should <laughs> okay. go because otherwise I'm going to spoil it. All right. So I gave you, I gave you guys a list of the ten just to co- put it into context. Mm-hmm. Ten non sports shows that I'm into right now. Yeah. That are either that are either like series that are happening right now or like multiple seasons that are happening right now. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to you in order of my one through ten. Okay. And then you guys took it. And made it. What, what what's acceptable on the list? What yes. should I be embarrassed by? Basically, right? So, do you want to start off with our most acceptable on your list <laughs> and end with the least acceptable? Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. That's so, bring it up. Number one. So I scored it basically ten points. If you got if we judged it the most acceptable, and you know went down. My get my next guest with David Letterman got thirty points. We all ranked in number one. Yeah, yeah. that's actually a good show. Oh, it was great. I have, I have yeah. no. I have no beef with that whatsoever. Yeah, he's had President Obama, former President Obama he's on fantastic. the show. No qualms. All the Howard Stern guests. episode was amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I almost put, uh, if I could go runner-up, uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee oh, did not man. make the list, oh. just, but it could have. It I could just, have. I go through, every time a season of that show drops, I go through it in like a day, day and a half. It's, I could just sit there and watch yeah. it all day. Yes. So okay. number, number two, Friends from College on Netflix, 24 points there. Judd had it two, Rami had it three, and I had it four. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, so Ke- uh, Keegan-Michael Key from the Key and Peele show and that used to be on Comedy Central. No. Yes. Yeah, he's oh, hilarious. That, oh, I thought it was Friends. I just thought it was Friends, like <laughs> with Ross and Rachel. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I've never actually seen the one you're Thank talking God about. Thank God it wasn't just Friends. Yeah. <laughs> you thought I was saying that. One of my favorite shows is Friends that yeah. I used to watch back in college. Because it's had like, it's had a revival. It's had a revival yeah. on Netflix. That's very unfortunate, yeah. but true. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, for it to be a revival, it would have had to go away in popularity in the first place. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yes. It only came back because it went on Netflix so people could binge it. So we had a tie at number three. We had Billions and Manifest with 23 points. Yeah, yeah okay. You guys, I know Judd, if it's not Law and Order, yeah, I'm not probably, a, probably a no. They I'm sound in, fine, though. I'm intrigued by Manifest, but it's one of those shows I'm going to wait till all the episodes are out, and then I'll binge through it, because I just can't do TV these days, where it's just like, you have to wait till next week to watch the episodes. Like, no. Yeah. Give me my shows now. So I, watched, I watched the first one, I think it was available via the stream, so I watched it, and I'm like, yeah, this is all right. What? I'm not going to put up Manifest, really? Yeah. So, so to explain to the audience who probably has- It have, sounds really interesting. It's uh, the premise is. Have you seen Manifest yet, Rami? I haven't seen it. The girlfriend watches it, and I kind of have an idea of what the premise the is. The wife does the same thing, so <laughs> I like dip in and out. Yeah. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Okay, yeah. well, we're gonna get to some shows on the list that started off that way, and now I'm all in, even when she's not there. Uh, Vanderpump Rules would be on there. It didn't make the list, but Judd's been on that show. Before. So I love Jax. So so Manifest <laughs> got a weight problem and a drug problem, but I love him. A plane takes off. 
and passengers are on it. There's like 200 passengers on the plane. Sure. And then the plane lands to in its destination. Okay. And the passenger for the passengers, it was just a standard two or three hour flight, and they're off the plane. But for the rest of the world, is it five years or six I think years? It's five years. Yeah. Five years passed, and everyone's trying to. So the show is about trying to yeah. figure out. What the hell happened? That plane was missing for five years, and it just landed. And the people on the plane, it wasn't five years for them. It was telling you guys, matter it's good of stuff. Sense. But they froze. So, so they froze in. They froze in time, basically. Yes. So like, there's uh, there's one twin that got on the plane and one didn't, and now she's like 15, and he still looks like he's eight, and it's all very confusing <laughs> this sounds a lot like lost like the tv yes, show lost, I love lost yes it way. does Wait, she, she's 15 looks like she's eight that's another show that's on my list actually. <laughs> <laughs> surviving r kelly oh, yeah. the thing about lost is that pissed me off and why i had to bail on it <laughs> you never got answers that is true that is very true every week they would present like 10 more questions and never give you an answer to any of them and the questions just Kept piling up and, and piling guy. up. And the fat guy, too. You're just my, annoying. He annoyed me. I think my me. favorite part of Lost was the online community. Oh, this is this is what this means. Yeah, this, everybody means had their this. theories. Like, you don't know, and none of the, nobody was right. <laughs> Not even the writers were right <laughs> about Didn't the that. show end without answering most of the questions it ended that viewers very had? I never get into Lost. I it remember. ended very vaguely. Apparently, they're in purgatory. I have no idea. So right, number five. So, so we're going through it's it's uh, I gave you guys a list of yep. current non-sports shows that I'm into and you guys are ranking them based on acceptable yep. down to not at all acceptable. So okay. number 1 was my next guest with David Letterman, two friends from college. We had a tie at third for Billions and Manifest. So number 5, This Is Us with 16 points. Both of you guys had okay. it at 5. And then I had it seven. Okay, let's well, keep. We can keep going. The wife through. loves that one. She loves to cry. Just like a it. good cry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a it's amazing. I don't know how they wrote it. Even it's like written in seven different time periods with this family, and uh, it's it's probably that the most popular show. On TV right that crockpot did nothing wrong, yeah. and they <laughs> acted like it killed Vigo. What's his face? <laughs> it's Milo Ventimiglia. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We had a tie at six. A million little things and surviving R. Kelly had fifteen points. I didn't. I don't. I didn't even know a million little things was a thing. What is that? I don't, I don't so even know what that is. I think is. what it is yeah. is ABC saw the success that NBC's been having with This Is Us and said we need our own This Is Us yeah. uh, that has sort of multiple different time periods and uh, tugs at the heartstrings. So you know uh, Ron Livingston from Office Space, yeah. Peter from Office Space. Yeah, I love Office Space. <laughs> so Who does a great movie. So Ron Livingston. Is the central figure of this show, and he's the central the the central friend in a friend group. And right out of the gate, the first three minutes—it's not even a spoiler. It's the first thing you see in the first episode is him jumping off a building and killing himself. Oh. And the whole show is about trying to figure out. It sounds like uplifting. Piecing together things around <laughs> him right. in his life. Feels yeah. right. It's really good. It's okay. Really good. Yeah. And then I think it just loops in at the end of the year, and it's it's actually Peter from Office Space. It's him jumping out the door. Finally had it. Finally had it. <laughs> That's enough. He woke up. Lum- Lumberg shoved him, actually. <laughs> so the next three all got single-digit points between the three of us, so we all ranked them very low. Okay. Number eight, Married at First Sight. Eight oh, points. come on, you guys. How come is that on. only number eight? I had that as number ten. Yeah. Okay, Rami had a 10, Judd had at 7, and then I had at 8. 
I mean, it, the premise is amazing. It's two people who've never met. They document three different couples. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Who've never met before, and they meet each other at the altar when they're saying, I do. The bottom and portion of Phil's list is so bad, I couldn't decide what to do with that. <laughs> who does that? Who gets married at first sight? Like, what kind of, what kind of person gets married, mar- meets a person at the altar and says, I do? Like, you have to be... A terrible person. You have to be so an attention-starved human being. How much are you willing to get paid to do it? Okay, there. I mean, I do have a That's price. Yeah. How much do they it. get? Do we know? Phil Can we find out? Show, we could, I'm sure we could find that out. Yeah. Okay. How Same, much would it take you guys? To marry somebody who I've never met before? Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to have to give the girlfriend a cut because she's going to be pissed. <laughs> I'd be arrested. <laughs> It'd be polygamy for me, so that might be a problem. Oh, actually, I watch it with my girlfriend, so she'd probably be mildly intrigued if Wh- I ever... Why are these people getting married at first sight? Is it is it like a game show? Is there, <laughs> you ask the question like there's a good answer. Are they offered a prize? Is this a citizenship you're, thing? You're, what exactly is happening here? You're asking questions like a guy who kind of wants to check out the first episode. <laughs> Keep going, Harrison. Is this our next watch along? Yes. <laughs> That's what we should do, actually. That's great. Good idea. I would do a Vanderpump watch along with oh. you guys if that's all. Oh, no, no. And yes, 100%. Sounds like we in. know what we're doing Friday night. <laughs> Judd, did you see that James got fired again from Pump? James got fired. As no, I did not. I hate, I hate to admit, I, I know that. <laughs> there you see? We all that's, have our dirty little secrets. That's don't something we? that I know. All right, so number nine is Queer Eye uh, on Netflix, the new one. Uh, that had seven points. So this was one that I got dragged into, and then I actually binged the rest of the first two seasons alone. <laughs> That's Honestly, it. God. So it's, uh, I, and I never saw any of the original, the Queer Eye for the Straight Guy show um, that was NBC. on Bravo or whatever. Yeah. Bravo, yeah. Uh, but it's, so it's, it's five gay men go in to, it, 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 it kind of turned it into a, like a political, uh, like reach across party lines show where they'll go in to oh, is Georgia that the twist on this new incarnation yes. of it, and it's okay. like different types of people getting to know each other and have conversations, and then trying to make someone's life better. Like whatever, it's more than just a makeover. That's the tagline. <laughs> Don't oh, at boy. me. Don't make fun. All right. So and what's no, the show that you found the yeah, least? Do, please fun please of. do make at fun him of him and make fun of him. So the last one, it had four points between all of us. Judd had it at tenth. I had it at tenth, and Rami had it at ninth. The Bachelor. Oh, yeah. This is awful. What are you guys? Come this on is, now. <laughs> come on now. Like we're no. going to come around on that. The no, o- not the, coming around on this the one. The only reason I had this ranked higher than, than Married at First Sight as far as acceptability is because at least on The Bachelor, you get to n- know this person for like two weeks. Before you get down on yeah. a knee okay. and propose, it's, it's six weeks. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, Rami. I didn't really. I didn't mean to misrepresent things. <laughs> get it right. My bad. And Colton, this year's bachelor, was a former NFL so, tight end. Okay. At least on a practice so squad what, somewhere. What happened? Or maybe he was an OTA. I'm not sure. <laughs> what happened to the gal who pretended to have the accent last week? Okay, have yeah, we cleared she, that I up yet? I haven't caught up on this week's episodes <sighs> yet. I haven't All caught I up on the DVR yet. So, but. First of all, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, all the possibilities for gambling that are in play. You can play fantasy oh, games. You can justify it all you want the to. The twins, yourself. in fact, the twins during spring training. I know this. I don't. I don't. I don't. Sometimes the timing of it lines up so that it's The Bachelor is happening during spring training. Brian Dozier, Phil Hughes, Glenn Perkins, like Brian Dunsing, and a bunch of guys used to get together 
all at someone's house on Monday night and just have bachelor parties. And I think they invited Roycey one time, but I'm not sure if he took them. <laughs> <laughs> that would we be an amazing him. column. But this this Colton character, this this the bachelor this year, he uh he's a virgin, right? Isn't that like the whole? Isn't that the storyline? Is that he's so a virgin? Tebow? <laughs> yeah, dude, basically Tebow. Pretty much, they tried to find like like diet Tim Tebow and put him on as the bachelor. And from what I understand, he claims that he's a virgin because he's been too committed to his career as a football player to that to, worked out well to <laughs> to go out and have sex. Like I don't, I don't, I've never been too busy for anything to go to go to have like never, never been too busy for that. ever in the history of my life. I've never been too busy. Like oh, no, uh, no, no, I can't yeah. tonight. I can't tonight. I gotta, I gotta prep for tomorrow's important. I gotta show. get up tomorrow morning and prep for the show. Yeah, I'm sorry, baby. That's just not gonna happen. And on top of that, I'd love to, but Daryl Hazel just got fired, and I need to read up on it. On top of that, as you just pointed out, he never reached more than like practice squad tight end. Like, imagine if he did have sex. Like, he wouldn't have gone anywhere in his football career ever. Or perhaps he would have. That's yeah, it could have helped him. I mean, has he not seen who is successful in the NFL world? Like Tom Brady <laughs> is betting down one of the most beautiful women in the entire world. Like, the, you don't have to give up relationships and sex and women to be successful at football. Relationships. Just cut right to the sex thing. (laughs) Don't give me that relationship crap. And we'll wrap with Roycey in just a little bit here. Let's transition to Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, where you can find the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities, a place I've been going to since I was 16 years old, uh, a place that... Uh, treats you like family and gives you peace of mind, and it just gives you gives you that uh, that uh, that support that you probably need if you're not a car guy like myself. I've been very open and honest about that uh, in my time talking about Luther Brookdale Toyota. You know, now through the end of February, if you've got service to be done on your vehicle, you'll be eligible to receive up to a thousand dollars off said service, courtesy of Toyota. That's right. You bring your vehicle in now through the end of February. You could have up to $1,000 on your service bill paid by Toyota. Some restrictions apply. If you have any questions, you can contact the service department at Luther Brookdale Toyota. 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. And the website is very simple. It's LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Tell them Phil Mackey sent you. One last look at the traffic around the area. we got a crash on 94 eastbound between 61 and Mounds Boulevard in St. Paul. There's a crash on 494 between 212 and Valley View Road over in Eden Prairie. And 169 southbound as well, there's a crash between Frontage Road and Cedar Lake Road over in St. Louis Park. Mackie, Judd, Rami? Jonathan, Hello. thank you. Yeah. Some guy just looked at that list of... My favorite 10 shows right now that aren't sports related and said, this is a run under four on Twitter. He said, I just moved you up four spots on my prayer list. <laughs> I think your top three or so are pretty strong. Yeah. For and sure. after that, just all hell breaks loose. How many, okay. how many shows would you say you're loyal viewers of? Because I have, I have a TV problem. I won't even, I won't even dance around it. I got at least 50 series that I, that I have the season pass. Set to record at least fifty. Are you fifty? At least five zero. Five zero. Yes, at what, least fifty. What are the most obscure ones? Ah, uh, let's see. I watch a well. F- late night talk shows are ever since I was a little kid. I've just been infatuated with late night talk shows. So, Col- where do you find the time just to start with? 
Um, I I often don't. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't go on vacations. Like I don't go I don't travel and go places. So <laughs> when I take vacation time from work, I just stay home and and binge watch and catch up on all my TV shows for like a week a week at a time. Or if I have like a Saturday with nothing to do, I'll just I'll spend all day in my house with snacks and. And my favorite TV shows is is snacks a, a human or a, an animal or actual snacks? No, actual like, snacks. Like yeah, snacks. actual <laughs> snacks. Yeah, but I have at least fifty, and the hardest ones to keep up with, like I said, are I have three or four late night talk shows that air every night. I thought my, my wife had a lot. Fifty, I think. Oh yeah. my god, and it's probably more. Wow, I got a problem. It's pretty aggressive. You think? <laughs> I know Pat. Pat's a big Pat. Will find shows like Pat watches shows with subtitles and stuff. Like, oh heaven, yes. You know what though? When you're my age, guys, you watch shows with subtitles even when it's in English. <laughs> <laughs> in case you're here, oh, uh, so, uh, I uh, no, honest to God, I got closed caption on all the time except on a sporting event. You know, then I then I don't do it because I want to see the whole screen. But beyond that. Uh, you know, unless I used to watch Cinemax at night, you know, late at night, back when it was really good Cinemax. Yeah. Then oh, I yeah. didn't have closed caption on. You didn't want anything to get covered up. But uh, anyhow, uh, that's... Uh, it's not the same now, though. You're right. No, okay, they don't even do it any. They, they've, they've, they've gotten... They've gotten class. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's, dis- <laughs> it's, it's, it's extremely disappointing, if nothing else. You're right. <laughs> well, the market's been flooded, Pat. The, the, the Emmanuel series was fantastic. <laughs> Emmanuel series one through five or so, oh, absolutely great oh. stuff. Oh, oh, yes, and the plot would be changed so they would really, if they'd be a different spaceship that captured her. Wait, there was a plot? I didn't even yeah. there, there was, there a, was a spaceship one, a gardener one, very good. Well, mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, when I was president of the baseball writers, I think it was 91, and we uh, ESPN was trying to buy the rights to the awards, and uh, we, we didn't uh, sell them to them, but because... Uh, we were a nonprofit, so you you couldn't you could be making a whole lot of money. But somebody was trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, well, what we're going to do if uh, if we've had all this money. And I said, well, we could buy Spectravision for baseball writers when they're on the road. <laughs> we, could, we could do that. We could put a hundred thousand in a pot for that. <laughs> never, uh, never got. To, I think it would have passed, but we never took the money. So yeah. Yeah. Hey, what a day. Flip gets a job. Bevel gets a job. Man, DeFilippo, Jacksonville offensive coordinator. Bevel going to Detroit. All the old Vikings. Uh, it is. Job. Yeah, so we so we took that and we asked this question. We, we spent, I don't know, five or ten minutes trying to rack our brains. In the last 30 years, with, with how many coaches get, even the, the best coach, Bill Belichick got fired one time. Can you name... Mike Tomlin, we named we named a couple others coaches that that rose to the level of coordinator or higher, so coordinator or head coach yeah. in the NFL, and haven't been fired in the last thirty years. Bill Parcells, well, we think, yeah, even even the good ones, even the good ones have been fired. Andy Reid, you know, has had a great run, but he's gotten fired. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Boy, I'd have to really think about it. And you're. You're throwing craps, but uh, what's interesting is right. Jacksonville wanted to fire hire Kubiak, right? And they end up with Flip. So there was a and, caller uh, who called in and said Cower wasn't fired; he retired. That's right. That's true. Yep. 
That's yeah, a good one. Yeah, Cower. Cower. What? What was he though? When he got, he was like Kansas City's defensive coordinator or something. Yes, right? when he got I think right. Pittsburgh. Yeah, but but that doesn't even count Pittsburgh because they don't fire coaches. <laughs> They're the only one. I mean, Tomlin's had what the last three, four years? He's had a couple of years where he was. I mean, he's screaming to get fired after the flop of this year, right? And they had a lot of dissension, and he's got uh, Antonio Brown acting like a jackass and Le'Veon Bell. I mean, the, the, the all the things are there for him to get fired, but he's uh, they they don't fire people, so that's uh, that one hardly counts, I would say. Yeah. Hey, uh, so I think it's official, right? After last night, we now know that the Timberwolves are terrified of Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Right? Yes. They were afraid that if they did something that he didn't like last night, he was going to punch them, right? So they just didn't do anything. They didn't guard anybody. They just let them do whatever they wanted to do because they were afraid of Jimmy. They were afraid he was going to scream at them like he did on October 11th, the first day of practice. <laughs> what an effort. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. especially when you know, you know going in, if you're the Timberwolves, you know that Jimmy Butler wants to stick it to you and that Joel Embiid yeah. wants to embarrass you. And to still let it happen that way and give up 149 points is... Uh, <laughs> Pretty embarrassing. The cat was uh cat was a minus forty two. Yes. In showdown with Joel Embiid. And Embiid wow. scares him, Patrick. Is is uh is hundred and forty nine a regulation game a record against uh, this team? I I don't know uh, about that, no. but I do know it's that the fun. the eighty three at halftime is the second most anybody's ever scored in a half, and the only team that outdid that was the Warriors, who had ninety two against the Bulls earlier this year. I think they were saying right. on the radio yeah, broadcast you know, the uh, Timberwolves had Houston here last year in the playoffs game five and gave up fifty in the third, but I can't remember how many they got in the, had in the fourth. But uh, wow, uh, that was. Uh, that that's uh, that's bad for your plus minus for the season, cat. When you throw a little minus forty two in there, he doesn't like Embiid anyway, and then he's afraid Jimmy's going to punch him. So uh, they they just uh, laid down. The NBA is wonderful, though. I just was uh, watching on ESPN a story about you know Brad Stevens, finest young coach in the NBA. We'd all love to have him. He's got dissension now. He's got Kyrie calling out the young guys. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie wants the ball, and the young guys say, "Hey, we won a lot of games without you last year. We made it to the, we made it to the seventh game of the Eastern Conference Finals without you. We're not young guys. We we don't have to bow down to you. So, it's uh, it's a different uh, it's a different animal than any other league in the NBA. Hey, Pat, in March yeah. when when these Sixers come here, the Wolves have to take a page from my sport." You punch Jimmy and Embiid right in the mouth, and you say, we don't care. You start a bench-clearing brawl to finally lay down the law. You do that, you better be like your sport and bring a stick. (laughs) They might want to bring a stick to hit him, because if they don't knock him down, they can be able to kick the crap out of all of them. (laughs) They're just a bunch of softies, man. But that was that was that was more. Is Covington planned to play again in our lifetime? Not for a while, he said. What's his problem? A bruise, bone bruise. Yeah, knee bruise. Hey, I fell down the steps. Uh, Bruised my knee. Was at the radio station the next day. Been you know was limping around for a couple of weeks. I, I wasn't out as long as this guy for God's sake. But you're Come a gamer. Play. You're a gamer, Pat. I am a gamer. I am a gamer. Now I don't play basketball games, but uh, <laughs> come on, this is this is ridiculous. 
But that was more than your average January 15th beatdown. To me, Pat, that says something about this organization and about some guys on that roster that is deeply troubling to me. I don't know about you. Well, Randy, I don't know either. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, uh, John, we can't keep the joke going, can we? I have no, a, just keep going. I, I think you should. I, I think you should. Whole list of our names that we were going to call. Uh, <laughs> no, he's rolling with just fine. Don't out us. Oh, and Romero and Rodrigo. And, oh, you didn't get to Rodrigo. Brewster. We should have kept it going, Pat. You know, yeah, we were going to keep it going, but. You know, I forgot to bring my list in today. <laughs> so, uh, you know, by the way, there's a whole hell of a lot of R names that could have gone on for like the entire year or so. Anyway, yeah, but not all yeah, of them are on a not all of them are on a watch list like our guy. <laughs> I went and uh, watched. I didn't see the game. I went and watched the Mule last night, the Eastwood movie. Oh, the old. Yeah. For a guy who's 73 years old, he looks old to me. Wait, how? He's only 73? No, me. I'm oh, you. Oh, okay. okay. He's, he's got to be in his 80s, right? He looks 105. You know, and the funny thing is, like, the first scene of the movie, they have it like 2005. So he's supposed to be younger, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then it goes to 2017. Well,. He looks just as bad in two. He didn't dye his hair or do anything to make himself look more younger in 2005. He's 88. Yeah. Wow. He's 88. He's oh, 88. He, looks he looks at him. I can't recommend the movie though. Oh, it looked like one that I was gonna. Well, I was I all like, excited for. You, you don't have as high a standard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was clear from earlier in the show. It's hard to disagree with that after last segment. Yeah. Diane Weist, who was in the Hannah and her sisters and was great and has gone downhill ever since. She's uh, his ex-wife, and she's dying. And the character is so annoying, you can't wait for her to die. I mean, mean, nothing against her, but it's a movie. Get it over with. Come on. The lack of patience you have in movies is fantastic. It's one of my favorite things. Like, Pat, you'll you'll walk out of movies, right? You've walked out of movies before. A few times, but uh, I'll... Definitely hang in there, generally speaking. But uh, no, this wasn't that bad. But the the fun the funniest walkout I've never walked out. Of, I think I've walked out of maybe one movie in my life. But the funniest walkout I've ever seen when in a theater is when I went to see Religious with Bill Maher, and oh, like yeah. ten people thought oh, it yeah. thought it was like oh it's like a documentary about the history of religion and st- yeah, no no know. it's a mockumentary. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's not well. I same thing happened to me uh, uh, with Wag the Dog, which is one of the great satires of all time. Yes, but uh, uh, I, you know, with De Niro and uh, Dustin Hoffman, and, it's, and I saw a bunch of people uh, got up and leave because they they didn't know it was like this anti-war absolute. It's a fantastic satire, but uh, uh, you know, some of the. Some of the folks uh, going to the theater in Gold Valley didn't know what they were walking into and got up and laughed. So <laughs> yeah. It, that is funny when uh, people uh, walk into the wrong movie or something. Yeah. It's funny, though. Uh, you know, down here you go with the movies and they don't even have a senior rate. Otherwise, there wouldn't be anybody who, you know, nobody ever pay full price. <laughs> Cause, uh, and uh, what's the one about... It's all about sex or every, everything. It's out right now. 
not all these old galoots were going in there. I don't know. I was uh, very surprised. Going in there alone? <laughs> it was like six <laughs> people for meal, and they were all packed into this other movie. I don't know. Oh, wait, I guess that's the Ruth Ginsburg movie, though. Maybe it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's Maybe right. That's, yeah. I don't care. I, I, I saw a preview of that one with the gal trying to do the, uh, the accent of Ruth Ginsburg, and that would drive you crazy. Because she's, you know, she's, her attempt to do the accent is so overdone that it would, uh, you, you couldn't stand it. Did you guys, uh, did you guys catch the shocked Americans reacting to Christian Bale at the Golden Globes speaking in his native English accent? That like Americans are shocked that Christian Bale did has we not a British know accent. This? Oh, like to go, go search Christian Bale accent and see all of the people on social media and, oh, I didn't know that he, didn't know that he wasn't from America. Christian Bale. Well, he's not the easiest guy in the world to work with, but man alive, he's got to give one, a guy credit who, in one movie, he weighs 150 pounds, and another, he weighs 300 just to get into the character, you know. So he's a, he's a hell of an actor. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, it's a uh, eventful day in the uh, in the NFL with these uh, assistant coaches uh, flying around. We're, we're, I suppose the fans are excited about Kubiak. Um, I don't know. I don't know if excited about Kubiak is the right word, but I mean, they should be. Judd is thrilled about uh, more nepotism on the Vikings coaching staff. Yeah, the Kubiaks. Yep. They're all it's here. It's always got to be a package deal. I, uh, and uh, they fired, uh, they fired uh, Hazel today, too. Uh, yeah, I just found out. I broke the yeah. news to Judd. Yeah. yeah. Well, if uh, Laquan Treadwell can't figure it out, you got to fire somebody, I guess. So. There it is. Well, he's not but, fired. But maybe that. Maybe they're doing that to keep that Downing guy because they just brought in somebody else as the tight ends coach. Maybe they want to keep that Downing guy on the staff. I heard there was another Kubiak kid who actually knew a lot about wide receivers <laughs> and route running. <laughs> Jerry. Jerry, he's thirteen. Jerry, he's a grandson Jerry or knows, something. Jerry knows a good the curl route when he sees coach, one. The tight ends coach they brought in as a Kubiak bubble too. He's a, he's yes, a he is. Yeah. Pat, we'll yeah. catch you tomorrow, all right? See ya. All right, Jeff. See, See ya, Pat. All right, we wrap with Royce every day. What a beaut. Ron, what was you call you, Ricky? Randy. Today Randy, was Randy. 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 Yeah. yeah. All right. Randy Mack. Mac- 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 going. Mac- I might have an Judd. apartment if I was Randy Mack. <laughs> <laughs> Mackie and Judd with a Rami. Back tomorrow, Score North on 1500.